Hello, and welcome to episode 52 of Real Life Ghost Stories. Hope you're doing okay. To start off this week, we need to thank our newest Patreon subscribers. Thank you, thank you, thank you. We would like to thank Crystal Stewart. Sally Lidicote. Jessica Gavin. Esme Weatherwax. Ronald Jimenez. Hey, Alma Flores. Robert Hartley. Paul Lyman. Sam Doyle. Katie Roberts. Jancy Butts Martin. Ash the Professional Gypsy. Michaela Pant. Bethany. Jared St. Peter. Nicole Lonekin. Andrea McKeown. Tim Baldwin. Terry Larimer. And Taylor Tyler. Oh, that's the first time in <laughs> ages we've got them all right. Oh, I'm impressed with us. We well can end done. the episode there. <laughs> Our film review this week. Are you ready? I'm ready. Our film review is Eli. Eli was released in 2019. It has 5.9 out of 10 on IMDb and 50% on Rotten Tomatoes. Mm. Would you like a synopsis? Go for it. A boy becomes trapped in a haunted house while undergoing treatment for a rare disease. That's the synopsis? Yep. <laughs> wow. Wow. <laughs> the synopses are getting less and less yeah. each week, but that is the synopsis. Okay, fair, I think. What were your thoughts on this film? Um, I really liked it, actually. Did surprise, you? surprise. <laughs> Very mixed reviews of this on Facebook and on Instagram. People seem to either really enjoy it or be like, what a crock of shit. I think it becomes quite fantastical with the reveal, and that's the problem. I think I think if you're okay with that, you'll probably enjoy the film. If you didn't, if you're not okay with that, then you're probably not going to like the film. I actually really enjoyed it as well. Surprise, surprise. In the beginning, I thought this is some sort of like psychological horror where you know this kid is really ill, but is he ill? Like, are they just trying to trick him? What's the reason for it? Blah blah blah. blah. The ghosts in the haunted house were really quite frightening and there was a lot of mirror action which I thoroughly enjoyed because Dan was like what the fuck is all this mirror action going on where it fell down I thought was that the narrative becomes quite confused at times I still don't understand whether he was actually ill or not I don't understand why his parents seesawed between being on board with the doctor and being against the doctor and believing he was sick and not believing he was sick and that it just was I, it just was very strange. I think okay, without revealing this, without revealing the story, I think it's actually quite explainable when you think about it. But I can't talk about it because it will just spoil everything. So yeah, because it's the, the kind of film that has like uh, a quite a major twist, which really came out of left field. Like yeah. I did not see that coming. <laughs> and if we mention it, it will ruin the film for you. But I don't know. I quite liked. It. I thought the little the little boy in it, Eli, was a great actor. He was very good. He was a great actor, and he was a great horror movie kid. Like, he was really clever and he was like, ah, oh, doing all the right shit. You know what I mean? Yeah. And there's one point where he sees a ghost and he just nopes the fuck out of there yep. rather Clever than being boy. like, oh, let's follow that creepy fucking girl who's able to like snap herself in half. No, he's just like, nope, not dealing with this. Walking away. Which I enjoyed. I was like, yeah, you go, Eli. That's the type of shit that I'd be doing in that situation. I thought he was very good. It was just a really interesting concept for a film, I think. Yeah. And it really made me, if you've watched it, like, I am desperate to see the sequel. I want to know what happens next. Like, I desperately want to see what happens next. Do you know? I want to be like, oh, I don't want to say too much because I'll give too much away. But I, 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 I desperately want to see what happens next. Yeah, I think that's fair. I'm finding this really hard to talk about without giving anything away because everything I want to say is about the plot twist. So, Okay, so. The only thing I will say is the ghosts flip-flop quite a lot because you're like oh they're trying to kill him oh they're trying to help him oh they're trying to kill him oh, I don't know what's going on 
Yeah, I mean, if they are trying to help him, their ways of trying to help him are, are very violent. Yes. Very but, aggressive. <laughs> but again, I think you understand that with the reveal. Yeah, you do. It's just, it, it, I thought it was um, a clever concept for a movie. I, I think the ending is very um, campy horror. Do you know what I mean? It, it, it's very over the top. It's very fantastical, like you said. I think if you embrace that, then it's actually it's actually quite an enjoyable movie. What would you give it out of five? I was going to give it five, thinking it was out of ten, but uh, no, not five. Probably three and a half, four, maybe. I think I'm going to give it a four. I think it loses a mark for me because it's at times confusing and not in the trying to keep you on your toes way. Well, it's I don't just think confusing. It... See, for me, the twist made it, which I'm sure ruined it for a lot of people. And I think like if the twist hadn't happened, probably would have given it two and a half. No, I liked the I liked the twist. Mm. I don't mean the twist made it confusing. I mean the I think the dialogue, the script maybe yeah. wasn't clear enough. Um, you can still have a big twist and have the shock of a big twist without it being really really confusing. I for think the watcher. it would have had to. Be, I think it would have been. It would have really destroyed the pace of the film if they'd gone because you'd have to to do the exposition for that. You'd have to actually get someone to sit down and go, "Oh well, when you return this age, we did this." Blah blah blah. No, but. Yeah, I get that. But what I mean is I couldn't get on board with the parents because they bounced they, their um, moral standpoint on where they were changed every five seconds in the film. So I couldn't understand really why they were there or who the parents were. They seemed to be just expositionary characters. I, I just, I, it just confused I don't know. me. I thought the dad was quite steadfast, actually. I think the mum flip-flopped, but there's a reason for that. I know, but I just don't think it was done very well. Okay. Okay. So I give it a four. Okay, nice. Okay, um, so would you like some stories this week? Yeah, never. <laughs> <laughs> well, we've got three stories this week. Okay. And they're short little tales okay. for you. Three lovely listener stories. Are you ready? Never. Our first story comes from Nicole. Thanks, Nicole. Hi. My Hi. name is Nicole and I have a son who I call Bird. This happened when he was about four or five years old. He's 11 now. Are you ready, Dan? Mm. Is that what it says? Yep. Oh. I was in the living room watching TV. Bird was playing in the hallway with his cars, which he had a billion of. Hot Wheels. I could hear him playing. Then he came running into the living room. He did it! He did it! I asked him what he meant, and he said, The car, it moved by itself! I asked him what he was talking about. And Bird said, I asked him to move the car, and he did! I asked Bird if he was still here. And Bird said, no, you scared him. I had no idea what to say or do, so I just asked him some questions. Are you scared? How many times have you seen him? He said, no, I'm not scared. I've seen him twice. And I told him that the next time he sees him, tell him that he doesn't live here and that he has to leave our home. We lived across the street from a hospital, so I wasn't really that surprised or shocked. He still does see things. But he pays them no mind. He gets it from me. Mm. Yeah, interesting little story to start with. Also, Bird is the cutest little name yeah. for a kid. That is adorable, beside the point. She's very calm. She has more stories as well, but she was like, I'll save them for another time. She's very calm. Yeah. Very calm. I would not be that calm. No, you would not. That's very true. So what do you think? Can he, can he see dead things or is it just a kid playing? I think he probably can see dead things because his mother was so calm about it. So it's something that she obviously can so also see. So calm people is akin to seeing dead things. Yeah, I think so. Also, he was very, like, most kids don't, he obviously made some kind of, 
he'd obviously seen something that would suggest that that person wasn't an actual person because he had the wherewithal to ask him to move something. If you're just, if you think... That's a really good point. If you think... You're just playing with another kid. Another kid, like, that's not... Like him saying to it, you wouldn't say to it, if you were just two kids playing, you wouldn't be like, oh, move the car and then get really excited when he moves the car, would you? That's a good point. I didn't think of that. Yeah. So that's a really bizarre way to take it. Do you know what I'm seeing in my head? You know, in The Sixth Sense. Yeah. When he sees people who have like horrific injuries and stuff because they present themselves to him in the way that they died. That's what I'm seeing in my head. But again, calm. Very calm kid. Like if you see someone with a wound or child or what in the sixth sense no the the kid bird oh if that's how he's seeing him then he's again being very calm about it well that's very impressive it's actually maybe more disconcerting for me (laughs) yeah maybe he's maybe he's only seen that boy twice but he's seen other things yeah maybe that's a bit of an alarming Mm, idea isn't it are you ready for another story uh yes story number two comes from zelda through most of my life i've always had very vivid dreams never nightmares even if they are scary I'm usually fine with them I love to interpret them as well but as I grew up and lost my grandparents and even one of our dogs they all visited me pretty quickly after their deaths and said goodbye never again have I had dreams about them but it took many years for my grandmother my dad's mother to visit me one night I had this dream weird like usual but I had a visitor my grandmother What was particularly strange about this dream was pretty much everything. I had this feeling that it was a little bit more than just a dream. So the dream was in what I thought to be a theatre. I looked in one of the rooms and there was a ton of people asleep in all of the chairs. Like in the old Halloween Town movie, but not looking all creepy. Then at the front of the theatre, the door was like a portal, but it would shift every so often to a new place and time. I knew that if I stepped through one of them, I would be stuck. But then all of a sudden, my grandmother showed up. I do not know if it was a lucid dream, but it was like I said, a little bit more, and more than just a visit. My grandmother, who I miss dearly, came up to me and told me how much she missed me and that she wanted me to come with her. Right then I knew this really could be her, or it could be a demon. I'd been told years before to not ever go with anyone like that in a dream because it could really be a trick and you might not wake up. I remember being able to feel myself thinking out the situation even though I was asleep. I need to say no. If it tries to push it, it isn't my grandmother. If she accepts it, it is my grandmother. I told her that I did love and miss her, but it was not my time and it would be a little longer before I get to see her. She accepted it, sounded a bit sad but said that it was okay. After that, I don't remember much, but still to this day, it struck me as a very interesting dream and in no way could I forget it. Why did it take so long for her to visit me? And why did she want me to come with her? What was really going on? And where was she? Dreams are interesting, aren't they? Dreams are great. One of my friends is a psychotherapist and she says that There is a theory, I think it's like a Freudian theory though, so take that with a pinch of salt, that you are every part of your dream. That every single part of your dream represents some element of you. Isn't that weird? Yeah, it's very weird. So even if you're dreaming about other people in your dream, it's still a representation of you in some way, shape or form. Mm. 
which is interesting. I don't know how much credence I give that, but it's just an interesting thought. Yeah, yeah. It makes me worried now. Why? Well, because I don't know whether I'd be have the sense or the uh, wherewithal to uh, not go with someone if I felt like I wanted to. So if it was like one of your lost relatives, yeah. you'd be like, okay, yep, let's, let's go, go through this scary portal past <laughs> all the people lying in the chairs. <laughs> Off we go. That's a scary image in itself, yeah, isn't, isn't it? it? Just Ooh. like, oh, just asleep in the theatre. That is not mm. nice at all. I have dreams about dead people all the time. I know you do. But people that I've lost in my life come and see me in my dreams, which is a little bit alarming. Some, it, most of the time it's okay, but yeah. sometimes it can be a bit alarming. I don't really know what it means. I just try not to think about it that much. Yeah, it's probably, probably best. Yeah, I'm just like, nope, I'm not dealing with this. <laughs> no, 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 no. Yes, I'm aware that you are in my dream, but I do not need to entertain that any more than I need to. Just like I ignore all the scary stuff that you say to me when you're asleep. I don't say that scary stuff that much, do I? Mm-mm, you have done quite a bit recently. Oh, God, that mm. is alarming. Yep. What did I say the other night? You were answering, you are having a conversation with someone, and then when I said... I answered your question and you were like, no, not you. And then you carried on talking. And I was like, okay, I'm just going to ignore this. <laughs> I wish I, I, you should record me or something when that happens so that I can, because I like, I just can't believe I do that. I really wanted to do it when we were staying away this week because uh, there was all that, uh, that alarm that was going off, the shop alarm that went off for like 40 minutes and it was so loud and I just wanted to film the alarm, film me and then film you sound asleep. <laughs> not even... <laughs> flinching at this noise that had been going on for 40 minutes but there you go that's like a superpower yeah that's what it is yeah we've got one more story okay now this story i never do disclaimers i never okay. do trigger warnings i never do anything like that but this one i think needs it i'm in a really privileged position to be able to say that i've never experienced losing a child mm. but this story talks about miscarriage and it talks about fertility issues I wanted to say that beforehand because if somebody there's there's bound to be people listening yeah. to this who've experienced fertility issues or who've lost children or who've had miscarriages whatever it is and I don't want you to be triggered by this story so if you've gotten to this point and you feel like I actually don't want to hear about stuff like that please feel free to turn off yeah thanks for listening yeah, thanks for listening and we love you and yeah. we'll see you next week yeah. but this is a really interesting story but it just it carries a lot of weight in terms of people who've experienced that kind of trauma yeah. And I don't want to just blindly lead people into this story and then really upset them. So, are you ready? Yep. This is Erica's story. My great-grandmother was a Santiera priestess. Therefore, my family and I have always been respectful of the spiritual world. I was the firstborn of my generation, and I had a special attachment to my great-grandmother because she babysat me since I was a baby. I recall the day after I lost my virginity, she came to my house for a visit came into my room, which was unusual since when she arrived we all had to go and greet her on the porch before she came in, otherwise she'd get angry. She sat on the bed and said, If it itches, scratch it. But the next time, use a fucking condom. You're in honour roll for Christ's sake. Oh my God. (laughs) No one even knew I had a boyfriend. I sat there paralysed. I had always doubted she had powers. But after that, I never doubted it once. Wow. I'm going to pause for a second. I would fucking die a death. <laughs> a, I love that grandmother. And B, how embarrassed would you be? Yeah, very. Oh, it's making me cringe even thinking about it. Ugh. When I was 19, I went to my gynecologist because I only had my period twice a year or so. As a young woman, that was not a concern, but I wanted to make sure there was nothing really wrong. 
She told me I would never be able to have children because my reproductive system had never matured and if I got pregnant I would not be able to carry them to term. The year after that I got married and got pregnant and I had two miscarriages. My heart was broken and I thought that I would never be able to do anything about it. At this time my family and I were living in Philadelphia and my great-grandmother was living in New Jersey. In one of my many visits to her I was crying telling her how much I wished I could be a mother She said to me, you never know what the spirits have in store for you, and gave me a cup of tea, which was strange because we never drink tea. We're Puerto Rican. We drink coffee or rum. I drank it and she gave me a thermos with more in it, saying that it would help my allergies, which are horrible during the warm months. Two months later, at my yearly checkup, my doctor said, when was your last period? I said I didn't remember because it was so irregular and she said I'd have to have a pregnancy test. I was annoyed since I had to go through it every single time and it was a waste of time. But this time it turned out I was pregnant. I started crying and told her that it was the sa- that the same thing was going to happen again. I went straight to my great-grandmother's house and she said not to worry, stop being so negative and once again she gave me more tea. Up until this day I have no idea what was in that tea. I kept visiting her and drinking my tea and getting bigger. When I was almost seven months pregnant, my great-grandmother passed away. Shortly after that, I was put on bed rest because my blood pressure was too high. The same day I went for my 34-week checkup, my doctor told me they would have to induce me because I had preeclampsia. That was a Friday. They set me up with a bunch of machines and gave me medicine that is supposed to give me contractions. By Saturday morning, I was in and out of consciousness. And the only thing I really remember is seeing my great-grandmother sitting in the hospital, in the corner with her hands in her lap, the same way she used to do when she came to visit and sit on our porch. On Monday afternoon, they were able to do a C-section since my blood pressure stabilised enough. My daughter, who is my great-grandmother's namesake, was born a month before she was supposed to arrive. I have my great-grandmother's picture in a small altar that have some of the saints' figurines that were hers, and since birth my daughter would look at the altar and smile at her picture. My mom later told me that the doctor said if my blood pressure hadn't have stabilised neither me or the baby would have been able to survive. I believe we all have angels looking after us and they will protect us. But there's probably also horrible entities that want to do us harm. I listen to your stories and I feel so blessed to have her looking out for me. I hope this has given you an opportunity to think about a ghost without thinking about drop kicking them down the stairs. Also, she had a hip replacement, so that would probably fuck her up. So A, you can see why I did a trigger warning. Yeah. But I thought that was the most beautiful story. It's a lovely story. And it warmed my little heart. It's and what the story. fuck was in that tea? Yeah. What was in that tea? I was going to say that. that is a, it's a lovely story, though. It's really nice to think that you've got people that have passed on looking for you, looking after you. Or people that are still alive. Or people that are still alive, yeah, obviously. Like, is there... I mean, is there weight to the idea that this, that her great-grandmother fed her something in that tea that, like, boosted her ability to reproduce? I just don't know. It's mad. I would say potentially yes. There's lots of stuff about um, sort of natural or ancient or first people sort of um, fertility treatments and rituals and stuff like that, isn't there? Yeah. I think it's Coca Pelli. It's like a Native American fertility god, I think. Oh, I don't know. But yeah, there's loads of stuff. I mean, obviously, that's, they're Puerto Rican, so it's slightly different. But there's lots of stuff in that kind of first-person stuff about 
fertility. So it wouldn't surprise me if it was some kind of ancient thing. Ritual. Yeah. So I always find it interesting when someone, when a relative you're close to passes away or passes away before a new child is born. Yeah, because there's, there's, there, there's a draw to seeing that child, isn't yeah. there? Or to, to watching that child be born. Yeah. Yeah, that is interesting. And whether she then, you know, made it her, her death mission mm. to look after that child and care for that child. Do you believe in guardian angels? Yeah, I think so. Do you? I think I do too. I don't know what, I don't know if it's like a traditional, like, Christian thing, do you know what I mean? But I think it's a principle, the principle of prayer in general, isn't it? That's the idea is that you draw on spiritual things to support people. Yeah. So there's grounding in it somewhere, I think. And it's just how that manifests it in your belief system, I guess. It's just really interesting, isn't yeah. it? Like, it's just, it, it's such a powerful story. You know, it, it really, like, I read it and I was like, wow. Like, to have somebody in your life like that who, and particularly a strong female presence. I love a good female presence. <laughs> I mean, come on, strong women are, are what makes the world go around. And that's incredible. Like, that's such a powerful thing. Yeah, I think just, and someone that intuitive as well. Yeah. <laughs> Fuck that me. conversation. Why wouldn't you just die? Wouldn't you just die? If my nana, God rest her, had said something like that to me, I think I would have just dug my own grave and oh, buried she, myself alive. She wouldn't have been telling me to use a condom, though, would she? No, but she absolutely would not have been telling me to use a condom, because my nana was very Catholic. <laughs> but I would have buried myself alive. I would have dug my own grave, just lay down in it and been like, cover me up, because I can never walk the earth again after having that conversation. I mean, it was a chill message as well, though, wasn't it? Because it was basically saying, if you need to have sex, have sex, but just be sensible about it, because you've got other things you need to be getting on with. Yeah, and what an amazing woman. <laughs> My nana would have rocked up with a bloody chastity belt. Yeah. Put this on you. <laughs> oh my god. It's a great grandma as well. So it's like yeah. a, it's a much older generation potentially your nan was as well. And to still be that chill about it is quite an insightful way of viewing the world, but who knows what she knows. It is a really insightful way of viewing the world. Just to say, like, if you've got an itch, scratch it, like go for it. If you want to have sex, have sex. Imagine having that conversation though and nobody realising that you that you had a boyfriend. Oh no. <laughs> Oh, I'm dying even thinking about it. Do you know, I re- listened to, um, it's obviously not the same thing, but I listened to the newest episode of What the Fuck is in this book about mm. um, Haitian zombies. And it was actually like um, voodoo priests that were creating this like natural conco- concoction. 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 <laughs> that was a neurotoxin that was like controlling all these people. And I was like mental. It blew my mind. The Like that people have the natural knowledge to be able to do things like that. And I know that sounds really stupid because we live in a world today that is like, everything is pharmaceuticals. It's very rare that people will be like, oh, I'm going to go out into the garden and I'm going to, you know, pick some herbs that are going to cure my eczema or whatever. As a bad yeah. example, but you know what I mean? Yep. And listening to these like voodoo priests that had the ability to literally control human beings by using ingredients that they found naturally, mixing them all together and then going, hmm, what works and what doesn't. There's a trial and everything there as well, though, isn't it? Because you've got to, you've got to have the um, you've got to have the guts to be able to like risk killing a few people <laughs> to see if it works. I don't know if having the guts is the right turn of <laughs> phrase for that. To have the to have the courage to be able to kill a few people. Well, I guess, I guess like obviously we're talking about voodoo people trying to control people, so it's quite negative. But I think in the terms of like natural medicines, a lot of people do it for the right reasons, trying to look, looking for alternative ways of curing things, mm. and in that case. <laughs> You have to, it is courage, it's risk, isn't it? And apparently, like, 
according to the What the Fuck is in this book episode, go and listen to it. It is very, very interesting and very informative. Doctors of Western medicine, and I use inverted commas for that, they went to these voodoo priests because they were like, this is, this is early anesthetics. Like, we can use this. We can harness this to be able to correctly anesthetize people and sell it at a profit and sell at a profit and make loads of money from big pharma <laughs> my god it's amazing <laughs> but that's just like crazy and then i then it like reminded me of this article i read um, a couple of years ago about how they were studying the um secretions of tree frogs because they believe that there is there's some sort of toxin or some sort of compound in the secretions of tree frogs that might tree frogs the fog of trees the fog of trees <laughs> that might be able to help battle things like dementia and alzheimer's which is mad yeah that's just crazy stuff so it doesn't actually surprise me this is very long-winded but it doesn't actually surprise me that this great-grandmother this priestess had some knowledge had some knowledge about the natural world but that it makes, is lost it makes sense though because obviously we like they weren't like as far as we know like people ancient people weren't living as long as we currently do but at the same time they were living in a way more dangerous world and they survived yeah. So there must be knowledge there. They must know how to treat things. It can't just be like, oh, well, we got lucky. That saber tooth tiger just, just missed. Yeah. <laughs> Next must... time, don't jump off the cliff. Brilliant. <laughs> yeah. Store that yeah. knowledge. I mean, there was a bit of that. Yeah. <laughs> there was a bit of Darwin, like, <laughs> you know, strongest survives and all that kind of stuff. But there, I agree. There also is an ancient knowledge that goes with it. Yeah. Well, there must be. There must be because we're sitting here today. We didn't have we didn't have the we didn't have the, the antibiotics yeah, and whatever. Yeah, it can't all be dumb luck. Do you know what I mean? There must yeah. be some knowledge somewhere. But there definitely was a bit of that where like Fred was like, "Well, it's quicker to just jump if we go want to go down there." Okay, <laughs> jump down, dies. Okay, Fred didn't survive. We don't do that again. No, don't <laughs> jump off high things again. Okay. Oh, you see that big cat? Let's go and pet it. Don't do that again. <laughs> Would you like some reviews? Yeah, let's go for it. We've got three new reviews this week. So we've got a review that is entitled Happily Spooked from... Spooked. Spooked. Oh, okay. Did I say spooked? No, but it's a thing, isn't it? Spooky, Spooky. which yeah. I don't understand. But hey. I've no idea why I only now found this podcast. I wish I had it in my life earlier. Nevertheless, I'm binging the podcast daily to claim I have all the episodes under my belt. Keep up the good work, Emma and Dan. Looking forward to being spooked weekly. And that's from... Elenzo. Elenzo. Oh, Christ almighty. It might be Elenzo. Why am I not able to read? It might be Elenzo. It is Elenzo. No, but it might be Elenzo. Oh, okay. It I could be. It no, I don't think it is. Either. And the next one comes from February's Own. That's a nice Which is entitled Amazing, Addictive and Downright Paranormal. I found this podcast looking for something paranormal to listen to. And I'm so glad I did. I love the film reviews at the beginning. That is such a cool add-on. And I actually think the same. The two quirky characters... <laughs> that are Jen and Tony oh no is it not one of us then? we're not Jen and Tony Jen and Tony are from Real Ghost Stories Online so do you think they meant to leave that review no for them? so listen the boldness of Jen is me on a bad day and the scaredness of Tony is me on a good day oh okay ah there you go uh, they are straight to the point with the stories so much that they got me hooked it's my new favourite podcast Bro Ohio was top for a long time but these two have actually knocked the socks off that Please don't change. You two are great. And Tiny Bims is too. Oh, Love okay. this podcast. I cannot <laughs> recommend it highly enough. But I can see why. Like if you Googled yeah. 
real ghost stories. Yeah. Or re- like for ages, if you Googled real life ghost stories, real ghost stories online came up yeah. and it would be like the host are Jen and Tony. And you'd be like, oh, okay, that's who it is. Yeah, and, and Jen and Tony definitely don't have a tiny bims, so they are talking about us. <laughs> um, uh, yeah, we and we and we would go through this awful, well, we went through an awful phase where I just never introduced us at the beginning of the podcast. Oh, yeah, that's true. Never, I was just like, yeah. that was, you know, somebody left us that really bad review being like, they don't even bother to say their names at the beginning of the podcast. I was like, oh yeah, we actually haven't for quite a while. We should um, mix things up a little bit and get in touch with Jen and Tony and see if they want to do a collab. <laughs> that would blow people's <laughs> minds. And then finally, we have one from Oops Clark. Great to listen to. Might regret it alone at night, but worth it. It is a great mixture of funny, well-researched with a balance of skepticism. Skepticism, oh dear. Skepticism, but being open to every story. Loving the way they both have things that freak them out, but tell the stories anyway. Love it. Thank you all so much for your gorgeous little reviews and for our three great stories this week. We appreciate it. What are you doing on Monday or what's been released on Monday of yours? Oh, yeah. So on Monday, uh, the Game Till Five girls are releasing the next episode, which is very exciting in itself. But... Um, I am the guest person, so I'm doing my top five horror games with them. So that is coming out on Monday, and there's a little competition that you can win stuff of mine. Locks of his hair. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so listen to the episode, um, but I would also recommend you download a few and listen to um, listen to some episodes before that because they're a good little podcast, particularly if you're a game nerd like me. Yeah. So see, I remember that. I'm very proud of myself remembering yeah, that. If you enjoyed what you heard today. Granted, it is a shorter episode. We've had a very, very busy week. Uh, you can find us on Facebook. Real Life Ghost Stories Podcast is our Facebook page. Join our Facebook group, which is RLGS Supergroup. And the password is Emma and Dan and Tiny Bims. If you're feeling... Are you okay? I was going to sneeze. Oh, okay. Your face was a picture. That was it. Yeah. <laughs> I was trying I was to like, oh my it. God, what's wrong with you? I didn't just want to go, ah, Down the thing. You can join us on Instagram. I am on Instagram at Real Life Ghost Stories Podcast. Dan is on Instagram at 50p Movie Club. You can find us on Twitter at Real Ghost Pod. You can find Dan on Twitter. What's your Twitter handle? I've never given my Twitter handle out on it. Never mind. <laughs> <laughs> I'll just just move on from that one. Uh, and you can email your stories to us. Just email them to Real Life Ghost Stories Podcast at gmail.com. And finally, if you want to help support us you are more than welcome to do that we have a patreon page which is patreon.com forward slash real life ghost stories where you can donate five dollars a month to get an extra episode weekly or you could donate two dollars a month to get the full back catalog of 50p movie club and what is 50p movie club dan uh, 50p movie club is was is going to be a podcast where me and Will and soon to be me and someone else uh, watch some bargain basement movies and discuss them and we're normally under the influence of alcohol and on that note we will see thank you for listening uh, just before we go yeah I would like to thank Super Duper Stitious for tagging me in a video where they found loads of dolls <laughs> in the forest I don't want to see that stuff so if you oh, think oh guys if you had seen Dan's reaction when he was tagged in that video because it started off really innocuous and then all of a sudden it was like bam dolls everywhere he was like dying it was great yes, I so thanks it. for that I mean if you if you absolutely have the urge to tag me into doll stuff can you just think again before you do it please please do it mm. please do it mm. see you next week bye bye